Welcome back to the Good Girl Pod. Hello, hello. Welcome I'm back. I'm Jules, as you know. I'm Charm, as you also know. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining. Nick Lachey, where he's like, you know who I am. You know who I am. I'm Nick Lachey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charm. You know who I am. Charm. Did you guys watch Perched per- 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 Perfect? <laughs> Perfect yeah. Matt. Yes. Doesn't Julia yeah. look so much like Abby, like a Bruna Abby? Her name is Abby. Yeah, her name is Abby. Doesn't she look like a Charm Bruna? Doesn't Abby? know anyone's name. I ever. don't know anybody's <laughs> name. Like I know your Literally face ever. for sure, but not names. Not na- not like we'd watch the show and she'd be like, "How do you know all these people's names?" And she I knows was like everybody's names. <laughs> no, but she like I'm here knows. watching. <laughs> I don't know why names just don't stick with me. They're it's just okay. Ugh. At least you remember faces. I do. I remember you faces know? really well. Sometimes yeah. you can't have both. Pick right. one. Gotta pick one. <laughs> like yesterday we were talking about being bald and I was like, I have a gap. Pick one. Yeah. Pick one. You know, and she another thing. She's bald though and she's not balding. Well, I got a haircut today because <laughs> I saw my side profile of the episode that is already out at this point, And it was probably the most humbling thing I've ever experienced. And I have never ran to a hair salon quicker in my life. I was like, I don't even care if I get a bad haircut. Anything is right. better than that. Right. And, you know, I think it turned out OK. It turns to out be really honest, cute. I like it. It's a I'm cute just, look. Thank you. Usually I see you like edgy, blunt, like Russian. And now it's like. Princess yeah, look at me white. my like soft I know. nails and my Stepford wife. Hello, I'm working. Are you on... stepping into your wifey area? I Sarah? am. I love it. According to my TikTok readings, <laughs> my prediction for this year is that I meet my divine counterpart. They just keep saying it's coming, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have I never have swiped faster than when a TikTok reading comes up that says someone in your life wants to come back. No. I move no. so I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Side note today. Uh, now that I have a big girl marketing job, I like know things that I otherwise would not have known. Apparently, Congress met with the CEO of TikTok today because they're trying to ban TikTok in the U.S. because they're, they're convinced they're selling our data to China. And he was the CEO was literally like, you know, saying, oh, no, our headquarters are in the U.S. And like, we don't sell data, blah, blah, blah. And Congress is like, you're lying. We don't believe you. Like they literally? straight up just said, we don't believe you. <laughs> Really? Yeah, they were like really into. They really want to get TikTok banned. So I we'll just see what feel happens. like I don't US think it's going to happen. Information too. Oh yeah, they're probably just losing money or something. And yeah. I just, I think there's no way they would actually ban TikTok. I really hope it doesn't happen because I enjoy it there. Yeah. Who's gonna tell my? Who's gonna predict my future if they take away Literally. TikTok? I know. Like TikTok, I don't have. What I like about TikTok is that I feel like it really united everybody yeah like the old the rich the yeah. poor everyone got to get on this platform like this was the one place where like old people got on it and then the young people didn't flee like remember when That's facebook so true yeah, usually old people get on the app and then young people are like oh this shit is old now <laughs> like where's the next new thing but tiktok came on and it was like it was for everybody it was for everybody yeah. that yeah. is so cute no yeah. i really like it on there so i, do. I don't want yeah I don't want them to take it away. And but you know what? I feel like if they t- banned TikTok, they would have another situation where people went into the White House. What was that called? No way. <laughs> no fucking way. Gen Zers would uproot Washington, I literally D.C. think they would just create another app that is exactly yeah, the, same. the same. And yeah. they would just make it U.S.-based It'd and name it probably different. be called Caught. Something like that. <laughs> something fucking stupid. It would just be... You're so right. They would know. do it immediately. There's literally no way. No. You know what I've been struggling with, though? Like... I have been, I've been hearing about people getting like tired of scrolling. What is it called? Like 
I don't know, scroll, something fatigue. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I think I'm literally getting that. Like really? I, I feel like the lethargicness in my spirit when I like go to click an app and I'm like, I don't even want to be here. Oh, I felt I that today. I don't actually. even want to be here, but I can't stop. And I yeah. go and I doom scroll and then I switch to Instagram. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, yeah, I don't, actually, I don't I care about any of that content. And yet somehow I cannot stop myself. I've been doing a lot better with like not scrolling on TikTok. I think mostly because I don't have the time. But yeah. today, like when I take my little breaks from work, I'll just go on my phone because yeah. like I'm not taking a long break to do really much of anything. And then I like do it kind of like often. And I'm like, ah, this is not helping me like no. refocus. Like it's no. getting me more like stimulated and irritated. Yeah. 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 My cards have been telling me I need to detox. So yeah. But I've been doing, I don't really go on the apps a whole lot and I don't really watch TV that much anymore. So I'm like, I go on when I wake up and it's really bad. I oh. do my gratitude journal and then immediately get on Instagram or TikTok and then I'm here for hours. <laughs> hours. No, guys. It's so bad. I wake up like five minutes before I'm supposed to start working. <laughs> it's really bad. It's really bad. I'm like trying to break that habit because I used I to do that when I... Yes, yeah. I fell back asleep too. <laughs> I fell back asleep right up until like, you know, it's time to clock in. Oh I God. mean, I don't have to clock in, but like I was really pushing it yeah. today. Well, you slept super late. And I think I had, yeah, I did sleep really late. And yeah, I, yeah I'm functional. It sounds like there's something living in our microphone. I know. It's Hosway's <laughs> ghost. Stop. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Guys, I'm humiliated. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm being dramatic. Well, I didn't talk about this this last time or this last episode, so I'm going to talk about it here. Um, I told you guys that my situationship is dating somebody. Mm-hmm. He's like booed the fuck yeah. up, you guys. Like booed the fuck up. Yeah. This is like, this happens to me a lot, honestly. Like whatever. I've talked about this in episodes before so i'm not gonna go down a rabbit hole right now but the way this man was talking to both his exes when he was talking to me both and like a million other girls and now he's just booed up and i'm like and he unfollowed me on instagram i'm like that is so you're so rude i know (laughs) like my ego in the dumpster but no you know what i have spin this to fit my delusional state of mind as per usual what else would i do what else come on and my conclusions are that i made him so insecure yeah so he just had ridiculously he he had to find somebody immediately he had to find someone immediately and he had to talk to a million girls while he was with me because i am just so intimidating (laughs) duh what else would it possibly be other than that I know. I know what it sounds like. And the worst part is I 1000% be- believe I it. I can believe, believe that. I can see that happening. I can yeah. see myself getting like intimidated and feeling a type of way and be like, oh, I, I, I'm going to show her. I'm going to show her and I'm going to couple yeah, up with somebody. See, like, that, that is what I would do too. Because here's the thing. I read about my, I took a seduction quiz for the 13th time yeah. recently. <laughs> and then I was like on my walk today, on my little hot girl walk, I was Love like that. reflecting on my seduction type. And I was like, you know, low key, I might fuck people up because (laughs) part of like my seduction type is like really intense you know how like we say oh like i said something and in the moment i genuinely felt that way but like it's not my fault that like my mind changed so quickly (laughs) yeah like i do i mm -hmm. like one time i said like he was like you know supporting me through something difficult and i was like when i have my first red carpet event you can come Uh, uh, girl what (laughs) 
<laughs> I was not going to keep that promise. No. No. No, of course not. In but the, in the moment, moment, it was like, thank you so much. I'm pretty really sure for 30 seconds, I believed it. And then after the phone call, I was like, why did he say Whoa, that? hopefully he forgets about that. <laughs> I so, don't recall saying that. No way. No, I'm dead. So that would kind of mess with my head if yeah. I were experiencing that sort of treatment from somebody who it's actually really funny because we talk about the guys that like keep like try to hold us to our word and we're like dude why the fuck would you really think that i meant that or that i'm gonna like continue feeling that till the day i die but then it's like well what else are they supposed to do what else are they supposed no, to do literally. like other than take us at our fucking word no, literally and think that we mean what we say and we're like, why would you think that? Why would you fucking think that? <laughs> wow. So this is, we are the problem. <laughs> no, literally. You know? No, literally. Yeah. The way yeah. I have on my Hinge profile, I'm like, you know, like, I don't really like talking. I don't really like texting. Like, please only hit me up to make plans. But every once in a while, I'll, like, get in a really chatty mood. And I'll just, like, <laughs> talk to all of them and message them and send voice notes. And then, you know, they hit me up the next day because I was just, like, yeah. chatting them up. And I'm like... Why the fuck are you talking to me? <laughs> no, literally. I literally told literally. you on my Hinge profile yeah. that I didn't want to talk to you every day just because I talked to you yesterday. Doesn't mean you can tell me good morning, have like, a good what day. Are they, what are they supposed, <laughs> what are they supposed to do? <laughs> I just ignored him. Like this poor guy. Oh, I canceled on him. I canceled on him to record. And then he was like, oh, what happened? I got so offended. I was like, how dare you fucking ask me why I had to rain check? It's none of your fucking business. I ignored him the whole day. The next day he messaged me again. He's like, hey, like, you know, hope you had a good day or whatever. And then I explained myself. And then he was like, oh, like, hope we can reschedule. I was like, I get the fuck out of here. Don't be serious. Get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck out of my face. I just like can't. doing his best to be I so know. fucking polite. I know. And I'm like, get he the is, fuck yeah, out of my I face. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. It's like either I'm completely in the dick sand or I could care less. And no. I'm in my could care less era. Yeah. Truly. I know, I know. it sounds like I care a lot, but I'm really. Only because the saying is I like, couldn't era. care less. Oh, yes. <laughs> Could not care less, Sarah. I always fuck that up. I know. You know, recently, but I, I know what you mean. Recently, I said how the turntables to Taya. <laughs> I always say how the turntables. And she was like, you know, it's how the tables turn, right? Yeah. And I was like, I understand why you would think that I don't actually know. But that's what the saying is, because that does happen to me where I say something so wrong my whole life. And I just didn't know. I say, oh, how the tortillas have flipped. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, I like saying, oh, how the turntables. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I feel like turntables are like the DJ, like, turntable. Oh, that reminds me, guys. <laughs> I was I was in the DJ section last weekend, and I saw someone get fucked in the club. Like, it was full on so fucked. Gross. Like, getting fucked. Not it like, was <laughs> so fucked. gross. And you awful. know what made it gross? And I hate to be the one to say this, but like the people doing it were so unattractive. Like I'm uh, yeah. so it, it sorry. Wasn't a great I don't visual. want to watch you guys fuck and you guys are unattractive. And I was in public. Yeah, it was so. And you bad. were probably sober. So. I was sober, and the girl <laughs> so. that I was that I was with was also sober. Taya was like pretty sober. We weren't really drinking a whole lot that night. So and the it's man like was tiny. Yeah, he was like to here, and she was like she, she was looked really bigger tall. than him, like yeah, much bigger than him. It was really disgusting, and it was happening in front of security, <sighs> and they did not do anything. I don't know if they didn't notice or if like I don't know how you go about that. Like it was put your dick so away. Gross. It was really. Bad. I'm pretty sure they were on drugs though. 
because nothing I that think was he happening. Was just horny because when it's I walked never in, that like I remember, because guys, I'm a sober queen right now, so Period. I noticed everything, literally everything. So I remember walking in the club and I saw him because he was either humping the air or like dancing with a girl, but like humping on her. And I was Ew. like, I remember thinking in my head, of like you're disgusting. Like literally. please go home and masturbate. This Ew. is not acceptable social Ew. behavior. And then I saw him like at the front with her, Blech. and then it just like kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then eventually they were fucking. And I was like, that is so nasty. This is, I like, feel like I trauma thing. bonded with everybody in the section <laughs> because at a point, like my friend started like recording it. And then these other girls were like, what are you recording? And they looked over and then they looked at me and I was like, yeah, Ew. yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah, it's Ew. happening. It's happening. That's it wild. Really disgusting. It's one thing if like Maddie from Euphoria hops in the pool and like starts <laughs> fucking at a party, but to just be just like too it's just grimy like it was the club is also disgusting disgusting so disgusting ew and then you don't even go to to the bathroom like you're just gonna let all these people watch you fuck and this car because in my head i'm like they probably think nobody's paying attention to them but like there's like so many people in the dj section and so many people next to you and like they weren't like mixed in the crowd they were kind of like off to the side so i'm like people were walking by them i was like and she was like really into it. Like her eyes were closed. Like she was yeah, guys, so it was really traumatizing. Into like, it, it was so nasty. And it's more, it's more so like the guy was just so disgusting. Like yeah, like so like give, give giving like rapey vibes. To be honest, Ugh. when I remember seeing him, I was like, mm, you just feel like I feel like you should be in jail. Ew, jail. Well, immediately she looked consenting at least As she was yeah for sure for, for sure. sure she was really into for that. sure oh why. my god and it was really gross, really though. traumatizing so. yeah. i'm sorry you went through that <sighs> yeah, yeah it was not a fun time but yeah, yeah. that is a great segue into today's topic because <laughs> we're not fucking having sex <laughs> we're bringing celibacy back we're bringing sexy celibacy back period <laughs> <laughs> this has all started for me when i fucked somebody really ugly is it really is I that really so. yes this that full-on so traumatizing yourself me. into being celibate what the fuck sent me over the edge because i was like i'm usually celibate when i have nobody to fuck because i don't yeah. try to it's find not someone by to choice fuck. it's kind of but yeah it's by default yeah whenever i'm just not you know fucking anyone i'm like yeah. oh i'm celibate it's yeah. like now that i think about it my moments of celibacy have just been dry spells yeah <laughs> i've never actually been celibate i've just had a few dry spells yeah in my i life. have dry spells too yeah and they usually don't last more than like four months and, yeah and then i'm just not intentional yeah yeah at all so then um i stopped messing with my situationship and then i was like okay i'm gonna be celibate and then i fucked somebody who was ugly okay 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 (laughs) we didn't actually fuck so he doesn't count as a body but like we hooked up and i was like i'm never gonna talk to you again yeah and guys i see him almost every time i go out in la i see him all the time and i pretend he doesn't exist and he does the same thing back to love that because we love him thank god yeah love that i'm just like not claiming taya always sees him and i never see him and like she'll always like kind of panic and i'm like what's happening yeah and then she's like you didn't see him and i'm like no 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 (laughs) not no vibrating on the same frequency (laughs) he does not enter your line of sight yeah so um anyways so that really full sent me into celebrity because i was like this is a rock bottom moment yeah there is no reason why i should be leaving a club with somebody who is ugly no you're too ever hot for that ever 
ever. Okay. And I am, I feel like when you're in college, it kind of is what it is. Like, yeah. I feel like the one night stand situation is so like, you don't know much about it. Like I remember yeah. feeling that way. I was like, what are one stand, one night stands? Like yeah. I thought they were kind of romanticized. I thought yeah. it was supposed to be like fun. So like going home are. with someone, I think they are supposed to be fun. They just never are for the are girl. They? Are they? Let us know. <laughs> If your one night stands are fun, because I don't think I've ever had like a full of regret one night stand. No, full of regret. And then this is your first time fucking. So it's just not good. No. No. And then I feel like after the club, when you're like that kind of drunk, like it's different than going out to dinner and getting drunk. That's a little bit more like, I don't want to say romantic, but it's just different when you're club drunk. Wait, I told you about my one night stand in Spain though, right? You did. Ah. the way I fell in love with that man, but the dick was trash. The dick Mm, was trash. And he was European. How can you not have? He was so fucking hot. And he had my same birthday, but only 10 years old, only 10 years older. (laughs) He was so fucking fine. And then I remember like going out and like crying out loud and like talking to God and like being on the balcony and like crying and being mad at God because the dick was whack and like the sex sucked. And then he came outside and he thought that I was going to kill myself. I was I'm so dramatic but also I was very drunk I was like on the balcony like crying talking to God out loud like God why like why I just don't get why like everything else was perfect I was like I remember saying why did you leave me here why did you leave me here just to let me be disappointed and he thought I was gonna kill myself. <laughs> you know, he or he was himself. just so in denial that his dick was that bad. He was like, his oh, dick she's wasn't obviously bad. gonna kill herself. His dick wasn't bad. It was literally just we couldn't find a rhythm. Oh, oh. He was oh. literally chiseled out of oh. marble. He was rock. Like his body was oh. rock hard. He was so hot. His dick was a great size. He was gorgeous. Yeah. Of course I was going to cry out to God and be upset <laughs> that the sex was whack. I was ready to marry this man. That's why God gave you bad dick. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's like exactly immediately why. No. No, that's, that's crazy. He came out and he's like, I mean, imagine if it had been really good. Like you're going back to the States. I'm going back to Netherlands. Like imagine if it oh, had he was been good. The Netherlands. Yeah. He was, was he blonde? Amsterdam. No, he was black. He was a sexy, gorgeous black man. <sighs> uh, he spoke English, Spanish oh and God. Dutch. Uh, he was so smart. He was so intellectual. He was. Mm-hmm. I don't care. So One of these summers, we're gonna spend it in Europe for homework period. purposes, homework and we'll let you purposes. guys know how the European men are. That has They're to phenomenal. happen. I know. They're phenomenal. I know. I've actually never slept with a European guy, but I remember when I was in Greece. Um, oh, this is kind of an embarrassing story, but it's fine. Actually, it's not that embarrassing. But now that I'm saying it out loud, it's not as hot as your story <laughs> at all. Mine and it's making either. me really question my taste. <laughs> but we rented, my friend and I rented an ATV. And um, I was the one who was going to drive it because she didn't want to deal with that in Mykonos. Yeah. People are crazy yeah. <laughs> over there. So um, I remember, like, she, this is Annika. She's really tall. And I'm not at all. Yeah. <laughs> and so we showed up to the rental place. And the guy was like, they were like, oh, who's driving? And I was like, me. <laughs> and they were like they kind of laughed and then they were like well do you know how to drive one and i was like yeah duh you should <laughs> i said yeah no, and then they were like okay well we have to like make sure okay good <laughs> so we're they took me into a parking lot and like one of the guys he was like okay i'll take you on a little test drive and then we get out and he's like be honest with me have you ever re- driven one of these i was like no, no. <laughs> and he was like it's okay it's easy so he taught me and he was laughing because i mean i i managed but, yeah like, my starts and stops were pretty severe and he right. was like after a while he was like 
it's fine right you'll be fine yeah and then he wanted to hang out like while i was there Uh pretty sure it's because he thought i would never come back in one piece but i did (laughs) and i never saw him (laughs) nope no thanks i did that was a crazy trip i fell asleep in a club one one of the nights there it was just wild but anyways i've never fucked a european man never had a one night stand over there but i kind of wish i had i was was just the one one night stand i had i was just scared to catch an std in a different country i didn't even think about (laughs) that that. was really my greatest fear i was like what would i do i don't know but i'd rather catch a european std (laughs) than a fucking american std i'm kidding oh my god no yeah but that was the best thing that ever ever happened to me but then he went and got fucking married Ugh. wait do you you still have him in fuck i, I can't do. speak i do really yeah he like he in every single post that he has he like posts a picture and then he posts like something thoughtful after it something that he's been thinking <sighs> sounds on. like your man it's not though he's <laughs> married he's fucking married but that's so maybe cute. he was like in a relationship at the time no 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 i don't think so he was like yeah. a genuinely a wholesome man but yeah that's really tough was that your only one night stand yeah I only slept with one person. I only talked to one person when I was in Europe. You know what, though? I but like in your whole time in Europe. No, but your, your whole life. Is that your only one night stand? Like you've only had oh. a one night stand once. No, I had a couple one night stands. <laughs> Remember in college when I was telling yes. you that like I I finished, I broke up with my ex and then it never occurred to me that you probably are going to have bad sex every time. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah so I had maybe that. like three one night stands. But I didn't back to back. There's like, do you, so, cause I consider a one night stand to be like when I'm out and then I go home oh, with somebody and I sleep no, no, with no. them. No, that and, was my own one and only oh, okay, one night okay. stand. Yeah, yeah. Like other than that, like it's just, I just fucked you yeah. and it is what it is. No, I just can't imagine. I don't even know. I think it was just that it was our last weekend in Spain. I oh. hadn't gone out the entire time and I was kind of like, Oh my God, I'm down. I'm down. And you're so hot. And like, you was just I so mean, hot. Yeah, honestly. I would have done it yeah. too. And then we started talking. And I was like, "Wait, you're like my type of guy. Like literally my type of guy." And then I was down wow. to fuck. Yeah, wow. yeah. Was it his uh, his hotel? Yeah. And he like took a we we went to his little. Well, it wasn't a hotel. It was like an Airbnb, and it was really pretty. It was like overlooking this marketplace. And then I dragged my friend with me to my one night stand, and she hooked up with the friend. She oh, hooked up okay. with a I've friend. With yeah. Friends, yeah. Yeah. She took one for the team. And then the next day, he like gave us a bunch of money and sent us on our way back to our school. Period. <laughs> Period. We went to like the little marketplace, got a little bit of breakfast. That's and cute. And we're like, okay, don't tell anybody about this. <laughs> Here I am telling you guys. You know who you are. You came with me. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I can't just let you go with him by yourself. Like, a good friend. Yeah. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same energy. Yeah. yeah. There's no Honestly, way. No Love way. You love you girls are the best girls are literally the best the world would be in flames if it wasn't for women you know what point in time i think what got me through my celibacy was just how fulfilled i felt with my girlfriends that's such a good point because me too like i just i wasn't i didn't have that deep loneliness where i'm like i just want to connect with somebody like yeah go fuck somebody to have some sort of connection it's like i have my girlfriends like i could go on a date with you guys i could go hang out with you guys right yeah I literally didn't put two and two together because now I am realizing that the only reason why I'm being intentionally celibate is because, yeah, I'm much more fulfilling girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm life. Yes. And I'm so much more comfortable with myself. I think in the periods of time where I was just having dry spells, like I wasn't actively looking for sex, but I was still down. Yeah. If it like, if if it it lined up. Yeah. yeah, I was like, nah, I could be down, but like, I'm not going to go out of my way and seek it. But I was definitely in that space where like, I wanted to have, I always liked having fuck buddies. Yeah. that was my preferred style of like 
I just like the company. Like that's mm. what I'm realizing it was now. Like, and once I really put two and two together that I was like having sex because I wanted to feel like emotionally safe and yeah. connected to a guy. That's when I really understood like why I used to do that so much, but that you really used to be my preferred style of yeah. like j- talking to people. I don't want to say dating cause that's not dating, but I yeah. just like liked having fuck buddies. Cause I feel that I was like that in college, like my early, early, yeah. like my first few, like, my first year of college before I started dating my toxic Scorpio ex, I was like that. Like I wanted friends with benefits. I yeah. wanted us to fuck and be friends and then yeah. like don't bother me and like don't harass well, me about anything. I'm toxic. I don't know if this is actually toxic, but I like to like, you know, go out to eat and like hang out and like oh, I like to actually do, do everything stuff with my fuck buddy. Yeah. Basically like but have not a boyfriend, dating. but like you can't tell me what to do ever yeah. and you're not my man and please don't get it I'm twisted. Dead. Which is like <laughs> <laughs> Which is really like not I mean, it's just, it doesn't go anywhere. And then honestly, it clicked for me when we were hanging out with that one time we went together and she was like, yeah, like I was fucking this guy. Oh, I don't know if I, I probably shouldn't put her on blast. We can take out her name. I'm like realizing. I'm (laughs) Actually, she's the one I went with me. Oh, I figured. I was going to ask you after the episode. We were talking to one of her friends and she was talking about how like she wasn't looking for anything because she was like, even when I do get into these casual situations, like I realize that it's so unintentional and I'm just like wasting my time and energy because like, even though I'm not trying to be in a relationship, I'm still putting in energy into a situation. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. And that's when it really clicked with me that like anytime you're in something casual, like you convince yourself that it's not that serious because you're not really doing that much. It's like, it feels like oh well it doesn't take that much of my energy but that makes it fucking worse worse yeah it's worse like you are just blindly pouring your time and energy into a black hole and you you don't even want it to go anywhere you still get bothered by shit like shit still annoys you you're still confused about like oh but we're not exclusive but like this bothers me like and then your sexual health could be at risk because you honestly if you're not exclusive you don't know what they're doing outside of you and then it's like well can i really ask them to not fuck other people because it's because we're not exclusive yeah yeah it's such a headache it's such a gross wormhole it's just not worth going into at all i went into my celibacy journey because i was talking to a guy i had my little situationship and he literally triggered my sexual trauma that i wasn't fully aware of and i ended things with him so quickly he gave me like so fucking badly and then like a week or two later like i was like really trying to process like how i had gotten the ache from a guy that i was really interested in and i was like oh he like really triggered my sexual trauma like he made me feel like yeah he made me feel like he was trying to convince me to have sex with him like he was trying to make it seem like it was my idea and in the moment i didn't pick up on it but my body did and we had the most painful excruciating painful sex i've ever had and his dick was small. So I was like super confused. I was like, why did this hurt so bo- so badly? And I think it was because like, I knew like my body knew like his intentions weren't pure with me and it just fucking triggered me. And then I was like, I'm going to be celibate for seven years because <laughs> I'm very all or nothing. And seven is my number. And I was like seven years and everyone that I would talk to, they'd be like, seven years is a long time. And be like, I know but I'm going to do it for seven years. And then I started started thinking about it. I was like, okay, maybe seven months. (laughs) And you did. I did it for seven months. And then I hooked up with somebody like right at the end of my seven months. And so now I'm starting all over again, but I'm, I'm kind of down to wait until I'm like married again. Unless, unless I meet up with my ex, then (laughs) all bets are off. Yeah. (laughs) But only because like we've already one time for the one time. Yeah. One time for the one time. Like, 
wait update for you guys i think last time we spoke i was trying to move on from my ex and he had me blocked on everything i manifested him back into my life she really did <laughs> she did that he's back into my life we are chit-chatting we does it count if i have cyber sex yes am i not celibate no this is awkward <laughs> Well, <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know what? I will say I can let that go because the last two times that we've had phone sex or like FaceTime sex, I the next day I wake up and I'm like, why did I do that with him? <laughs> like it was it, it, it's like one of those things like when you're done masturbating, you like you feel gross. I was like, I think it's also that I'm a dancer and not that I'm willing to like, you know, have sex on camera for money. But I was like, why am I letting some guy watch me masturbate like i don't even like do anything with these other guys for free but i'm like fully like fully eagle spread whatever the fuck <laughs> for a guy that i'm not dating for a guy that i'm not with and mind you mm. the last time that he blocked me like when he like really cut me off cold turkey we had had phone sex and then he blocked me on everything yeah, no that was that was really not yes. okay yes honestly. and so i think every single time i like have phone sex with him like a little piece of me is like oh my god like he's gonna just like take advantage of me and then just like leave and like block me and yeah you know that's uh, something i really struggled with honestly every single time i've been fucking a guy even when i've been in some sort of relationship that has like security i guess i always have that like underlying guilt that i'm doing too much with them and i'm like oh i'm really letting you fuck me and who are you uh, to me yeah who are you to me and what are you doing for me and what makes you deserving of this intimacy with me Mm -hmm. yeah i remember that like weird it's like a weird level of guilt but i don't think it's actual guilt i think honestly like i used to really hate when guys were like oh women like can't have sex without connection and they really need to feel safe and i like hated hearing that Mm -hmm. because i was like that's not true but I think it is like, yeah. I think the more I grow up, I the think, more I feel that. Yeah. I think we only feel that way because we don't feel safe yeah. at the end of the day. Like, no, I it's don't. not even like the security, just like the safety. Yeah. And I think when you are in a situation where you really feel safe with someone, I don't see the guilt happening. Right. No, I feel that. Why would it like you would have no real reason? Cause that's, right. that's always been the, the thing. Cause I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, if you leave, like you have everything you've yeah. got everything you've got my nudes yeah <laughs> you've you got my body like you have seen a lot of like vulnerable sides of me and what do i have left for myself that I you know. didn't get to experience i and always what? feel so good about myself when i end something with somebody and i haven't slept with them i'm like you didn't get that piece of me you didn't get that <sighs> and <laughs> huh i'm trying to remember when that's happened to me uh that's happened to me a couple of times unfortunately the guy that i hooked up with to finish my fucking celibacy thing my seventh month thing he was somebody that i never ever wanted to give the satisfaction of having sex with me because i remember when i met him i was like look i'm celibate and i'm not doing this and he was like we'll see how long that lasts mm-hmm. and i let him it's okay next time just don't say anything <laughs> that's next my, time that's my rule of thumb now is anything. just keep your mouth shut i will say i liked telling people i loved telling people that i was celibate because there were a couple of guys that were like really rude uh, there was this one guy that hit me up and he was like well i'm not gonna be giving you like girlfriend treatment if you're not putting out or something like that he's like Bye. i reserve he's like i reserve girlfriend treatment for girls that are are returning the favor and i was like one i never asked you for girlfriend treatment and two you're saying basically you want to buy sex because you paid for a meal and a drink what the fuck so you're you not gonna, gonna date? make me my girl your girlfriend but you want to get the same privileges 
like that literally is the dumbest thing I've i was like in my literally shut but he's like he's like yeah no he's like oh because he had hit me up and was like oh like do you want to go on a date like do you want to go bowling or do you want to do something i was like oh yeah and like usually i i'm not asking for all yeah, that like yeah. i'm not looking to be your girlfriend so i'm not looking for you to yeah. take me on a date but if you offer i'm gonna be like no i was like yeah sure i'm down and then he was like asking like if he could come over afterwards or if i could come over i was like oh that's you just want to f- oh that makes he it literally was so cringy and just gross wants to fuck yeah. and instead of just like setting up a situation where he can just fuck he wants to like try to treat you first yeah and then kind of that's like honestly i've never been in a situation where someone's asked me on a date and then tried to secure coming home with me before we even leave the house it's like usually you show up to the date you feel it out if it's really going well and there's chemistry and you're probably making out or it's like clearly there's tension in the air then you're kind of like oh he wanted to secure the investment get the fuck out of here literally get on tinder no (sighs) go pay a prostitute and have sex like they are quite literally there for that like they that is their job like they you don't have to pay for their meal and wine and dine them like just go pay for sex i yeah, i know yeah. this episode is about celibacy but like <laughs> one of the people i talked to like pays for sex and he was like well i mean yeah like i'm not going to i don't have the time or the energy to like wine and dine a girl right now so like fuck it i'm just gonna pay for sex like i'm getting exactly what i'm hoping for and then when it's done it's done and i go home and i was like well, you know do what you couldn't gotta do me but period couldn't be me either <laughs> couldn't be no. me but period <laughs> you Got know it's, it. it is i thought i would miss sex a lot more and i genuinely don't but i think the reasoning is i usually have a sex drive when i'm interested in someone or i have a crush or something and if i'm not interested in anyone i like don't really have any Your desire yeah like i, I don't even that. masturbate like i don't do anything i just vibe out by myself i do think that's the trauma because i used to be like that too probably i used to be like that and then by the end of my seven months so i probably masturbated maybe less than five times during the span yeah, of my, you really my seven months and then even when i was masturbating i was like brain masturbating i was like yeah, meditating yeah. masturbating um and then after seven months it probably wasn't exactly seven months maybe like a couple of weeks more or less than that but all of a sudden i started getting like horny like maybe twice a month or something like that and then it started picking up to like a couple times a week and like my sex drive is back like yeah, my you were sex drive that is the other day back. yeah so do you think that you healed your sexual trauma while you were celibate i think i healed a a decent amount of it because i remember like the first the very first time that i was um that i was masturbating and penetrating myself and any other time that i masturbated while i was um celibate I really focused on making sure that I respected all of my own personal boundaries. Mm. Like the majority of my sexual trauma came from not respecting my own boundaries and like allowing men to fuck me, even though I was in a lot of pain or allowing them to keep going after like I was just like not into it or like or allowing them to fuck me if I didn't want to have sex. But I'm like, like, I feel like I owe it to you. Like either you're my boyfriend or like, I don't know, just like letting men do whatever they wanted with me, even though that's not what I wanted in the moment. And I knew it wasn't what I wanted. And so my celibacy journey was just really respecting everything that I wanted. Like there was one time where I got horny for like a millisecond and I was like, oh, but let me go like wash my hands first or something like that. And I was excited because it's like never happens. And I was like excited to masturbate. And I came back from washing my hands and the feeling was gone. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. I was like, maybe I should just like still masturbate. And it was like, no, like the whole Mm. point is to never push yourself to do something that you don't want to do that you that you're not feeling and to like rebuild that trust with yourself that like I will always protect your sexual interests and like just like protect your inner person. And so I think I just got to a place where my body felt safe 
like safe to allow myself to feel sex drive and like make sure that I wasn't going to exploit my sexual nature in any way. Yeah. That's huge. It's like crazy to me because I think so much of what you said is something that all of us experience on some level, but we like gaslight ourselves into feeling like it's not valid. Because I remember when when we talked about celibacy before, I was trying to to figure out why I don't like to go on dates because I was like, this doesn't feel like it's super normal. And we were really talking about it and we got to the conclusion that I don't like to go because I'm basically scared. I basically don't trust myself to say no if like I really don't want to do something. Like I basically don't feel safe with myself, which is like a really twisted way to think about it. But yeah, like in the moment, if someone like I can go into a situation being like, okay, well, I'm not going to fuck him. And then by the end end of the night, I might say something different. Yeah, because he convinced you. Yeah, but then I leave and it's actually not what I wanted. And that has happened to me enough times to where I just like avoid the situation altogether. Yeah, you don't trust yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... I think I got to that too. And I think part of, I don't think it's punishment, but I think the direct result of that is not having sex drive. It's your, it's your body's way of being like, well, I'm just not going to go on dates. I'm just not going to get horny. I'm just not going to be interested because, you know, I can't trust you to like, really respect what I want to do that makes so much sense yeah and that honestly makes sense why like in 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 settings where you do feel emotionally safe you're more horny because I remember like I would always be like okay if I like somebody the sex is better but it's not even that I like you it's that like if I have feelings for you somewhere subconsciously I expect you to like protect me and make me feel safe and give me like a safe space to be myself and have sex with you and in the beginning stages of relationships that's kind of where you're at you don't know a whole lot about the person yet I traumatized you yet yeah literally (laughs) literally they haven't traumatized you yet and so i remember feeling that way in the beginning and then at a certain point i lost interest and like sexual Mm. attraction to somebody Mm. holy shit i'm just realizing that after they fucked up after they did something that hurt my feelings and as much as i didn't want to admit that it hurt my feelings it did and i was like okay well now i can't trust you and then i no longer am interested in having sex with you yes yes Holy yes. shit, dude. I I remember this might be TMI, but in my last relationship that was a big issue. Like I I was trying to tell him, like, no, this is me. Like my sexuality just like goes low after a while. And he's like, No, like there's a reason why you don't want to fuck me. There's a reason why you don't want to fuck me. And I was like, No, it's not that. Like I just have a low sex drive, whatever. And then months after we broke up, like I did reflect did some reflecting and I was like, No, I was letting you have sex with me when I didn't want to. And like it made me literally not want to have sex with you, period. Like, mm-hmm. I did not want to have sex mm-hmm. with you anymore. And it was like, well, yeah, like, I didn't feel safe with you anymore. Yeah. And it's like, we, the craziest thing is that we gaslight ourselves so, so fucking hard, hard because the craziest thing is that while I was having sex and not wanting to have sex, I was so hyper aware that I didn't want to have sex. Yes. And it never occurred to me that that was something that I needed to listen to. Same. I was like, I was like, okay, like, damn, I just, I would literally the entire time just like in my mind complain about the fact that I didn't want to have sex and continue to allow somebody to have sex mm-hmm. with me. What mm-hmm. the fuck? Mm-hmm. Literally, what the fuck? Literally, what the fuck? Yeah. And at a certain point, I think in my most toxic moments with my ex, like sex became a place where like he took things out on me, not physically, Ooh. but like emotionally and yeah. I could feel it. And Ugh. it was like, 
it was ugh, girl and i know someone listening has experienced this because we would get into really bad fights and then we'd have makeup sex but like i felt like i had to have sex with him because we just had a fight about yeah. like you know how he didn't want to be with me or some shit from my past about like how i've you know basically the bottom line of that relationship was like he was always telling me that like oh you don't actually want to be with me because you've slept with guys before me because we were like <sighs> in a situation before we were dating and in mm-hmm. hindsight that wasn't a real reason he was just cheating on me so much he needed a reason to not want to be my boyfriend and that was the only thing he had oh you fucked guys before we were exclusive like that was literally all he had so that was the only fights we would get into honestly and then after we'd have these fights like he'd want to have sex and what am i gonna do say no because then if i say no it's like see like you're still into so and so from five years ago i fucking knew it like i'm just realizing how traumatic that is that is horrible yeah and i wasn't like I mean, I was consensual. Like, I'm not trying to say right, he like right, was forcing no. himself on me, but like subconsciously when you really want something and you want yeah. a relationship, because at the end of the day, it's not like I was having sex because I really wanted to have sex with him. Right. I wanted the security that he wanted to be with right. me. And the way that I was going to feel that was if I had sex with him. Right. So it was a literal exchange. Yeah. It was like, I'll give you sex. If yeah. you give me some like security, stability, some feeling that you actually want to be here, yeah. some validation. And that's where, and that's honestly where women need to take so much accountability like for men sex is just like the physical thing Mm -hmm. for women it's a lot more of like a mental thing of like do i want to be here do i actually want this do i have ulterior motives as to why i'm having sex Mm -hmm. with you like to men they're like well she said she wanted to have sex and then for the girl it's like no i actually just wanted you to cuddle me at the end like i didn't actually want to have sex with you you know and it's like it's not that it's not consensual but it's not what what you're presenting it to be Mm -hmm. at face value it's not just sex you know and it's like you have to take account accountability for how you actually feel and how you're trying to not monetize but like when you're using sex transactionally like you need to understand that you're doing that because you're always going to feel like that felt wrong for something for some reason it's like yeah because sex didn't mean sex sex to you it meant something else that you were trying to use sex as a currency Mm -hmm. for yeah yeah Yeah, because it's like the easiest way for us to like like kind of yeah to get what we want and like we know that guys are always going to want to have sex with us so it feels like an easy in and then like we also feel like if we're not providing them with sex like at some point we're gonna have to like i don't know like we'll get rejected yeah like sex is not as pure for us i think anymore like i think it's so heavily based in what expectations we feel like might be put on us if we put out or don't put out right and then what we're gonna get in return and like i think we also aren't under the impression that if we do have sex at some point it's going to give us what we want because we're giving them what they want and so we're like at some point like if i have sex with you for long enough like you're gonna want to be my boyfriend and it literally doesn't work that way it does not work that way (laughs) it really doesn't and you know the sexy thing about celibacy is that i think if anything it just makes you reclaim your power to understand that like as a woman you never need to put out to get what you want ever you never have to put out to get what you want and like you really only understand the superpower of abstaining from having sex when you actually do it and then you realize oh men would do anything for me and even without this even i don't have to use it as currency i don't have to be with somebody that's so mature that will like starve me from giving me what i need and want 
until I put out. Like you never, ever need to put out to get what you want. And it's such a different power play in the dynamic because when you go into any situation mentally knowing that you're not going to fuck because you are intentionally celibate, yeah. it puts such a different dynamic in place. Yeah. And even for you, like they might not even know, like you don't have to say, oh, I'm celibate right now, but like they'll feel that your energy is different and they know that they're not, they might not be sure why, which yeah. is even better for you. Like yes. that works so much better in your favor, but it's such a more, it's such a more comfortable place I think for yes. me to be because then I can just be myself and I don't have to worry about really anything else. I literally feel safe. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. Like yeah. I'm not really trying to get anything from you. Yeah. And I don't care if you're trying to get anything from me. It's because you're not, not going to get happen. it. Exactly. So i do what I'm going to do exactly. in any scenario that it I would normally do. So incredibly powerful. Like I will say like the times that I've gone on dates while I was celibate, like I remember my entire body language changed. Like I remember just like leaning back a little bit and just being like a lot more open and just being not being dismissive of them, but just being so like comfortable in myself mm. and feeling safe in myself where it was like nothing they said could disturb me like even wow. if they tried to make like dirty jokes or stuff like it was kind of like huh whatever and I think it it gave me that vibe of like you know like that mysterious quiet woman I finally became that when I knew that I wasn't going in wow. there like leveraging sex in some sort of way or like or or even just like trying to prove to them like oh yeah like you you would like to fuck me yeah like, yeah you know because that was kind of tease it yeah, yeah that was my biggest issue and like i've been talking about like my body dysmorphia a lot recently and i remember i came to a moment honestly when i hooked up with that ugly guy <laughs> i feel bad referring to him as that ugly guy but like the non-conventionally attractive guy <laughs> <laughs> whatever anyways the the biggest thing that i walked the biggest lesson i guess that i took from that situation was like i remember he made a comment like he was like, oh, you, he made a positive comment about my body. I think he said like, oh, you have really nice hips. I didn't realize that I thought you were just skinny. And I was like, in my head, I don't think I'm skinny. So I heard that and I was like, you think I'm skinny? Yeah. And then it clicked where I was like, you are the only person suffering when you tell yourself mean things about yourself. Yeah. Like you are the <laughs> yeah. only person. Cause if you were telling yourself positive things about yourself and if your body is really important to you, okay, fine. If you were telling yourself positive things about your body, you wouldn't be looking for a man to, to like validate, validate that yeah. at all. You probably no. wouldn't be here right now yeah, no. because you wouldn't have had any like deep rooted desire to have somebody tell yes. you that yes. about yourself because it's yes, not that's like, exactly what yeah, it is. it's not like you go to the club and you're like, okay, who's going to tell me that my ass looks fat tonight and my makeup looks good. Who's going to be the one, yeah. but subconsciously it is what you're looking for because yeah. when it happens, you're, you're like, so oh much, yeah. And yeah. you're so much more open to talking to the guy yeah. more or whatever, because you you were looking for that on yes. some level and it's because you're not providing it to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I have experienced this over and over and over where like people will tell me something really nice about myself and I'm like, Oh, and then in my head, I'm like, if you just believed this first, mm -hmm. it would make your life a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so like, true. And then when you honestly like give yourself that power back, like a lot of men, they know how to play this game. Like oh, they, yeah. they kind of read the type of woman you are and they're like, okay, she needs this kind of validation. She's just like, what are your weak points? And then how can I press the right buttons to unlock the cookie jar or whatever? Mm -hmm. And so when you go in there and you know you're untouchable and it's like, they're pressing all these buttons. They're like, why isn't this going anywhere? Why isn't this going anywhere? And it's like, well, I don't have those buttons installed because I'm not looking for you to open shit. Like I'm not, I'm not looking for a guy to crack my code 
mm-hmm. and like understand me mm-hmm. no I'm, I'm not fucking here for that like do you want to get to know me as a person i have a brilliant mind and a great sense of humor like do you are you interested in that and the guys that aren't it's like they weed themselves out and i will say for the most part i made better connections i wasn't really in a place where i was like open to it taking to taking it anywhere but i felt like i had more genuine conversations with them when there was like just that upfront honesty of like hey like i'm here to like get to know you as a person if if that's not good enough for you like i love that dismiss yourself yeah (laughs) feel free to dismiss yourself and honestly like you're fucking lost Yeah. yeah no i love that a really cool thing too is also like it makes you realize how confident or not confident you are in yourself yes in yourself because if all you if you feel like all you have to offer is sex if you can't offer that you're just kind of like what do i say what i do Mm -hmm. like how do i how do i act like i'm something you know yeah and the crazy part is i think that a lot of men who only praise you for your sexual, like your sex appeal or your sexuality or whatever about you that is can be sexualized, men who only praise you for that, like mentally you end up putting yourself in a box where you're like, okay, so that's all I'm good for. Because that's mm, been my yeah. experience where like guys would always be like, you're not that funny or mm. like I've always loved my personality and I've always thought that I'm hilarious yeah. <laughs> and guys, ne- they laugh at my jokes, okay? They yeah. be laughing, but they're like, you're not that funny or like Why are I got, haters? dude that's what i'm saying that's like so i would get a lot of negative feedback about like a lot of other parts of me except the sexual mm. part the sexual part i was guaranteed to always get good feedback to yeah. always have someone say something nice about me mm. so i reverted to that as like okay so if i can't attract people by who i am yeah. i can always get you with my sex appeal and oh. honestly it's it's okay uh, for little Julia. <laughs> it's sad but you don't real because also another thing i never thought it was a bad thing because yeah. growing up everybody wants to be sexy yeah like, yeah your so friends like, like so yeah it. so when yeah. you're having girl talk it's not like oh he doesn't like my personality it's yeah. like he thinks i'm so hot and yeah. he wants to fuck me again uh, and all of your friends are like right. how did you do that yeah and so it's like you're validated from every single side to believe that that is the best part of you right and so you like lead with that but i think there's a difference between leading with sex and like offering it and leading with your sex appeal but like also not offering not that offering is completely different yeah, but like yeah. i didn't know the difference and like really guys honestly that last hookup situation i had i can't even tell you how many things it taught me because it yeah. taught me everything because i remember he said that to me he was like you have like you seem you give girlfriend energy but you have like crazy sex appeal like i can't understand like mm. what it is mm. and so in my head i was like there it is again like there's my sex appeal it's like the most attractive part of me right. like i just like skip over all the other parts that i have to offer because i automatically lead with it if that makes sense if someone validates it in me then i'm like okay this is i just keep going basically and i don't ever i don't know just stop and like think about all the other things about myself that i really like that i would like to show somebody that i'm getting to know instead of what i assume they would like the most about me right and like the most obvious thing about you no i feel that like shitty (laughs) yeah because it also feels after a while at least for me it feels less validating because i'm like well of course you're gonna see that i'm like do Mm -hmm. you see anything else do you like anything else about me like yeah i know i'm hot yeah i know i have sex appeal like did you think I was smart? Like, did you like anything mm-hmm. else about me? You know, and and it starts to feel empty. Like the compliments start to feel empty. Like I realized working at the club, like male validation means so fucking little to Lip, me yes. because I'm like, well, of course you're going to fucking think I'm hot. I'm sitting here in lingerie. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it just means so fucking little. And then I kind of realized like how men view me for the most part, which is just kind of like 
a thing that they would like to fuck and i'm like i just can't take your compliments seriously mm-hmm. i just can't like obviously i play along because it's like my fucking job but like i just can't take that shit seriously no and like male validation really is bottom of the fucking totem pole yeah like, yeah it just is Brooke like always says men would fuck a mcchicken if they could i was like <laughs> you're fucking right you're fucking right it means nothing and it's like it makes me sad that i think so much of our like early lives are spent trying to figure out how to get the most male attention and like what can we exchange to get what we want and i think i mean that was really my experience like i was always thinking about what could i do to ultimately get what i want and i always viewed relationships and dating as like a transaction yeah and if you were giving me your presence, I had to figure out what to give back to you. And, and it was always it was your sex. body. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. now like, yeah, I mean, being celibate is like really interesting because I don't know when I'm going to break it, but I like what you said when you were like, I think I might wait until I'm like married. Yeah. I feel like I will probably want to wait until I'm yeah. seriously dating somebody. And we're not just like talking, like we're in a relationship yeah. that we're both committed. Like that's really the next time that I see myself going there because now that I'm so aware of my tendencies, I don't know how to just like, I, I can't just like go back to hooking up with no, people. No. Like I can't revert to that. It I doesn't, mean, I didn't even realize. Sense that I wasn't celibate anymore but I guess I'm back <laughs> on the bandwagon because it, it doesn't make me feel good to do it anyways yeah. at this point I don't I like how we talked about feeling safe and I was like I want to give myself that safety and security and feel like sex is really special and you know what is so fucking crazy I think we had talked about this recently how in the end we end up preaching exactly what our parents preach but yeah. just like from a more <laughs> high vibrational sexy yeah. way like my parents really wanted me to like wait till marriage and abstain from sex till marriage and and the way they presented it was always such like in a negative light of like, oh, well, men won't value you anymore if you have sex before marriage. And like you basically like your inherent worth is tied to whether you're putting mm-hmm. out or not, you know, and you lose it if you're putting out. And then now I'm getting to this place where it's like I feel empowered by not having sex and I don't feel like my value is being touched by me having sex, but I value myself so much that I don't need I don't need to impress somebody to do that. And like now I'm choosing to maybe not wait till marriage, but like maybe wait till marriage um, because I fuck with it. It feels good to me. I feel safe within myself. I feel comfortable. I feel more confident. I feel more empowered. And it's like I ended up doing exactly what my parents asked for, but just like. (laughs) I don't know from like a cooler perspective. Yeah, like, no, I feel that 100%. not from like a scared perspective, but from an empowered perspective, exactly. you know, and it's like, take your power back. Like, fuck. Yeah. Cause I hate the narrative that about body count and yeah. about like, I hate that everyone projects so severely onto women, this idea that like, Oh my God, if you do anything that lessens your value, it lessens your value forever. And then you're yeah. not going to find a man. And it's like, how does, how, how is that? Why? Why? Just I have fuck? so many questions. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. And like in my experience, the only reason why I've chosen to not have sex is because I have had the sex and I know how the sex makes me feel. Yeah. And I pay attention to how I feel. And eventually I get to a place where I'm like, I want to feel better. Right. Like, I want to feel better about myself. Right. I want to feel better about the relationships that I'm entering and like what I'm doing with my time and my body. Right. And like I understand my own worth actually yes. instead of like thinking that I know my worth and not and fearing losing 
losing your worth. Yeah, you like know? I never, and I'm so glad actually because I have been told that so many times, and I was like, I don't believe. That. I think that's no. the stupidest thing I've ever fucking heard. Like when everyone's like, oh, like the whole discussion about body count. I'm like, I think it's dumb. Why are you wasting your time worrying about some low vibrational ass shit like yeah. that? Like it has never made sense to me. But now that I'm in a place where like I'm really so hyper focused on being my highest self, mm. there's just so many things that don't align with that. Right. Right. And then that's all I have to focus on. Right. And all this other like noise. It's literally just yeah. noise because when things hurt. when things don't align with you, they just don't align at you align with you. It's not like they sit here nagging at you and telling you like, oh, if you do this, if you do this, like this is going to happen, like threatening exactly. you. It just doesn't align with you. You're like, oh, I don't even want to do that. You actually don't have to threaten exactly. me and like like terrify me into not doing this shit. Like I actually don't have a desire to do that yeah. because I value myself so highly. Like, I don't know. And I like what you said in the beginning where you were saying that you have found so much more love for your female friendships during your celibacy yeah. journey. Cause I feel the same way too. I've always had a lot of girlfriends, but recently I've really seen the true value in female friendships yeah. and like having good female friendships yeah. and having females that you can like talk about your emotions with yeah. and your life and who are like a safe space and you can do fun and cute things with them. Like that is a life hack yes. that is a fucking life yes. hack like i would die without my girlfriends you know how they say like behind every strong man is a woman i think that's just like behind every strong person is like a team of women <laughs> yeah you just need a good group of yeah. like high vibrational women that are like that are on their own journey like even if they're not like living the exact same life as you like as long as they're on their own personal growth journey like there's just so much that they bring to the table like what i realize about my female friendships is that they are always so reciprocal like yes. the energy exchange is so even where like i'm not leaving leaving drain like even like my one guy friend that i still have left like i love him to death but anytime we hang out we've never like fucked or like done anything sexual or whatever but anytime we hang out i am so drained and it's like because i'm pouring into this man i'm like in this nurturing state and I'm nurturing this man. He's giving me literally nothing in return. And I leave that feeling drained. And yet when I'm around all these other women, I'm nurturing them. They're nurturing me. And it's just like a gorgeous symbiotic yes. friendship. Like, uh, I live for it. I know. And Celibacy like, I, and girlfriends. Yeah. It like opens up your mind to how many other things in life you can enjoy yeah. other than yeah. looking for the next guy to like tackle. Because I think for me, guys were like projects too for yeah. a while. And it was like, I would get bored just being single, but it's really because I wanted a project. I wanted something to worry about, yeah. something to stress me out, something to like depict his behavior and see how, if he likes me and can I get him to fall in love with me? Mm. Like it was just something to do. And now now that I'm being intentional in a lot of areas of my life and my sex life and my dating life, I just see how important intention is, period. And right. like that whole space of like being down, but like not looking for anything, but also not knowing what you want, like right. invites so much chaos into yeah. your life and so yeah. much stress. And at the end of the day, like I made an episode about nudes a while ago and I said this and I'll say it again. <laughs> like when you give your body and you send photos and like you do all that stuff with someone, you can't ever take it back yeah and then they're just walking around knowing that they had access to, like that is what pisses me off like i cut off a guy because he told all his friends that i was so hot and i was like i'm never talking to you ever yeah. again because instead of like of me yeah instead of like actually appreciating who i am all you can see is like what you're getting from me yeah gross like i just can't and like yeah. now i know that like you have that satisfaction and you can walk around you can look at my instagram and be like yeah i fucked her i hate uh. that i hate that like i hate it 
So I feel it. I feel it so deeply. <laughs> Have we traumatized you guys? I know. I know. We're like, just be celibate through high vibrational thoughts. And we're like, I hate it. I hate that they had access to my body. No, but it's true though. Like, I think I'm definitely one of those people that just needs to learn from their own mistakes. And like, Same. I needed to butt my head up against this wall on my own to realize like, you know what? I actually don't need this and I don't want this. But good girlies, if you want to listen to your big sisters and just... Take our fucking word for it. Take our fucking word for it. And you know, like you were talking about something about male validation and it made me realize like I I think part of the reason why male validation just means so little is also because I receive endless amounts of it at the club. And then when you whenever you have so much of it, you realize how fucking meaningless it is. Yeah. And you know what? And I think that's why that energy when you show up, like knowing that you're not like putting out the reason why that feels so good is because all of a sudden, like you you set yourself up, you set yourself at a standard where it's like there's nothing that I could do to get this. And therefore it's um it's exclusive and yes. it's like top tier, like ugh, this thing that I could never have. It's like so out of my reach. And like you quite literally set yourself up on your own pedestal Mm -hmm. and there's what else can you do like you're untouchable you're literally untouchable and i think men feel that and it makes them want to pursue you in like a much more serious way and the thing is a lot of men like they'll pursue you and then they'll get what they want and then they fucking leave Mm -hmm. but if you never give them what they want like they really have to be genuinely invested in you to keep going yeah and so no matter what like all you're going to do is like weed out the guys that just want to fuck you for your body and it's like it's a win 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 like Like, all across the board tens all across the board board. you win in every situation like you remain untouchable and like that's not to say that you can't like exercise like your sexual energy like you can go out dancing like you can masturbate like you can do all these things that keep you fulfilled but like i don't know when you realize that life doesn't revolve around like fucking having sex with men the whole universe opens up to you yes the universe not even the world the entire universe it is so liberating and i like what you said about like literally putting yourself on a pedestal because it's so true and then you feel better about yourself too yeah and you can kind of romanticize it and be like oh my god like look at me just being so exclusive and nobody can get to me and bring back the bridgerton Bridgerton days like bring the bring it back back. (laughs) court me you can't touch me you can't kiss me you're looking at my bare (laughs) shoulders like a little bit too much like bring that shit back that shit was so cute we're gatekeeping our pussies i know <laughs> period it's time to gatekeep our pussies because i will period. say and any time that i think about like guys in my past and then i'm like if they've ever been interested in me i'm like my biggest flex is that you never got to fuck and you will yeah. never know you'll never know you know what something that you can do to get away from people that you have fucked is to reinvent yourself over and over oh, and yes. over again because i'm like you never fucked this version of me <laughs> you this did body. not fuck this version of me you fucked the low resolution low quality like ugh, 19 year old version of me that didn't fucking know what she was doing you had her this body not here this new body not this body not that's this really one. good advice period and then you just Rear progressively get hotter and if period. they fucked you at a point you're so much hotter now it doesn't even yeah. matter every seven years who was that every seven years your cells completely renew and you have like a new body so all of it's like your fucking credit like something that's been on your on your thing for seven years like it just disappears after that period Every seven years, you're a born-again virgin. 
<laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I'm a virgin and I've been single my whole life. Fuck my history. It's zero dead. out of ten. But yeah, I hope this episode helped you guys feel yeah. like less alone and like ultimately, obviously, you can do whatever you want. But this yeah. is really working for us, and uh, you don't We're sleep on it. Give it a shot. back. We are very. <laughs> but yeah, um, you can find us on. All the socials, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Good Girl Pod. I am at Julia Lena Thomas. I'm at Paramakin.charm. And we'll see you next Thursday. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Ah, <laughs> if you guys hear a funky sound, you guys know what it is, and I'm so sorry. We're working on it. It is what it is. Technical difficulties. If my ex still stalks me and watches this podcast, the mics are going bad. It's time to replace them. I won't respond to you, but um, <laughs> I'll post my address online. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. That was a bad joke. I apologize. <laughs>